G'day everyone and welcome back to 78 Amped. I'm I'm Max Higgins and uh, not joining me is the shittest bloke in the in the podcast. It's Sam Muggleton. Um, I can't believe stuck it. In an office. I can't believe it, Max. I, I he's told, a real dog, isn't he? I told him to be here on time and <laughs> get a text message. Sorry, mate, I'm not going to be there. Stuck in the office. I know. I've been to the office. He is not there. He is out boozing. <laughs> I I know Sam. I know what he's doing. And I'm not happy yeah, you know about a shit it. Bloke, but someone's got to carry the load around here, and it's it's got to be these broad shoulders. But uh, well, the, the 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 fantastic voice joining me on the other end of this call is uh, one half of uh, one of the best UK rock duos to have uh, have emerged in the past few years. Uh, it is Ben from Royal Blood. How's it going, man? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me. And look, thank you for for taking the time. I, I've got to say though. I think I think we can both agree that even without Sam, this is a step up from your interview with uh, Sir Elton John that you were on his radio show recently. Like this is the next step up. It, I mean, if yeah, I guess you could say it's a step up. Um, <laughs> but he does have Sir in his name, so are you Sir Matt? That's true. Look, I'm not. You could rearrange a number of the letters in my name to put Sir at the beginning, but you'd have a pretty disjointed rest of the name. That, that is true so well yeah let's go for it <laughs> step up <laughs> all right well i mean i'm recording from brisbane which is a, a pretty you know it's a it's a town that has a lot of history with the band and i know it was mostly mike uh the, the vocalist who spent a lot of the time here at the beginning days of uh when royal blood kicked <laughs> off but when you guys tour down here does he still drag you to like a lot of his old you know jam buddies houses to to relive the glory days um I remember being in Brisbane and he, we went on a jet ski safari on the Gold Coast. <laughs> and the Gold Coast <laughs> is where he spent a, a lot of his time, I believe. And uh, we went past the restaurant that he used to work at. And to be honest, Max, I wasn't that impressed. I. Oh, I I was more. Them words. I was more. I mean, I I like it's a very beautiful place, but I <laughs> I don't really care where Mike used to, you know, to work. I was more focused on the jet ski safari that I was about to do. Was it a good jet ski safari? Like in ter- ranking all of the jet ski safaris that you've been on, where would this sit? Uh number one. It's the only jet ski safari I've ever been on, but it was fantastic. It was, you know, you get to go out down to the islands and no one's ever been on. Uh, I loved it. I did fall off quite drastically. And I I think um, I had an encounter with a bull shark, but I've lived to tell the tale. And um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a beautiful place, isn't it? I love, I love (laughs) Australia in general, but, Brisbane, I had such a wicked time. Yeah. Well, winning by default is still winning in my book, so I'll take it. That's, that's all I've got, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, let's dive into to the new album. It's uh, it's Typhoons, which uh, obviously is also the name of um, a killer single off of that album. But, you know, it kind of sounds almost like from what we've heard so far that some of those stems have been mixed up with uh, with the Bee Gees, maybe some Tame Impala era disco kind of groove stuff. What what kind of led you down the path to, to put in that groove heavy, you know, almost dance kind of stuff into the into the record? Yeah, I mean, it was it was music that we've 
we always love listening to, like mainly after we've played a show, you know, it brings a party. Disco music um, makes you want to dance and move. And um, I think we're also really influenced by um, the French electronic dance music like Justice and um, Daft Punk and bands like that who for, they're so heavy for us and have these massive like riffs and and things but instead of using guitars they use keyboards and mm-hmm. it was something that we're just really inspired by and we have done the rock thing and we love doing the rock thing but it was time for us to experiment and be a little bit creative and and this kind of just fell out of us it was something that we had never tried before with these four to the floor dance beats less you know but still making them sound massive but with mike riffing over them and it was just it was just a bit of fun really it was um <laughs> it wasn't anything that we were like right we're gonna you know create this and we, it wasn't forcefully done like it wasn't a I can't think of the word. It wasn't um, designed. Tip your shoehorned kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, it was uh, just messing about and experimenting. <laughs> and, and these kind of things just came out of us. It was like, it's like we wanted to, we wanted the party that we have off stage to start on the stage. When you, I mean, you're obviously behind the uh, the drums uh, for most of the, uh, the, the, you know, the recording process. Did it feel like a bit of a chance to put away the the heavy crash and and uh, and China symbols and start playing around with some, you know, tight hi hat maneuvers and things like that? Was it a bit of a refreshing experience? For yeah, to for yourself to, to 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 play those things. Well, it it was. I mean, um, I'm not a massive fan of. Um, really loud crash cymbals anyway really i like mm-hmm. um i think that if you stand in front of a drum kit you want to hear the drums instead of people whacking cymbals all the time <laughs> not not to say cymbals are very expressive and very good for those things and great for high end but um yeah i think i think i instead of using those tighter hi-hats and everything i try to play everything on what i already have which makes it sound quite macho and quite um yeah quite fat really behind it because (laughs) all all of those things like that music does come from tighter sounds and stuff like that which we have experimented with but i think it really comes from me when it's played on my kit and and still sounds like a drum kit and sounds like a human playing it i mean there's there's nothing better than catching a dance gig that has a live drummer like that feels that feels real you know what i mean absolutely like get someone who's just programming the 808 but it doesn't have the same punch i couldn't agree more and there's a, there's things on this album that i you know because there's there's two of us playing um we're like there's a lot of synths and bits coming in and we're like, well, how do we do this live? You know, we're a live band. And so even on the second record, this happened. And I've got the, I, we don't play to click or um, we don't have any tracks going. Everything that mm-hmm. comes out of us is live. But also I want to respect the sound of the record because we've really 
tried hard to emulate these sounds and stuff and I don't want to be playing on a rubber pad on an SPDS <laughs> on the side because I don't feel anything from that. I don't feel uh, it's not a drum kit, you know, for me. So, so I, what I've done is incorporated a few of these pads. Um, they're like little bar triggers, rubber bars, and I've put yep. I've put three around the kit and got a a foot pedal that does one as well, and I'm using them to. Um, trigger some of these more percussive percussive sounds or some strings or something um, um, which has made my drumming a lot more complicated because now <laughs> now I'm also uh, you know playing all the strings parts for troubles coming and things for typhoons and stuff like that but um, I wanted it to feel good when you hit hit things and to, to feel live so yeah you've got to adapt what you do um but also make it true to yourself no exactly and i suppose the trouble with uh you know making it feel live is that it's obviously been difficult to to play live recently for for everyone uh you know i suppose a lot of people have been experiencing these new singles and and the record so far you know maybe on a solo dance floor in their bedroom or something like that you know when you're when you're putting together these these tracks did you ever have, you know, did you ever consider that kind of really intimate, tiny little dance floor that people are just like, you know, kicking their mirror over and stuff like that as they're spinning out to your song? Yeah, it's so strange. I mean, releasing music at this time without your fans being around you, you know, normally at this time you'd be, we'd be playing shows and you'd be seeing uh, really bad videos going up on, on YouTube of the new songs. <laughs> um. And it's, it's a shame, really, because our fans are incredible and let us do what we do. And the response that I've seen from, you know, the singles of this have been incredible and have actually surprised me because obviously it is a bit of a different sound. It's a li- I wouldn't say um, it's less rock, but it's, it's more dance. It's got more... Yep different features to it and it was interesting to see how rock fans would adapt to that but um but our fans i've realized not just rock fans they're they're fans of of all kinds of music and i think that's that's just made me feel really excited about releasing this now yeah absolutely and do you do you think you know are you expecting to see a whole different kind of uh, audience response. You know, we're expecting to see some people maybe busting out a little less mosh and a little more, you know, moonwalk when you when you do get to crack these out live. I think I think everyone's got a moonwalk in them, haven't they? And uh, um, <laughs> a good or a bad. Yeah, like a there. good or a bad, exactly. And I think <laughs> I think moshing for for an hour and a half can get exhausting. Sometimes you need a little a little jig in the, in the middle of it. <laughs> I think you guys have to have to bring the best performers up on stage to do some some you know some backing dance while you guys are oh yeah busting it out live that'd be great <laughs> like like in old like uh, old disco texts like when you when, when they're doing music yes. videos yeah and you stand behind <laughs> I think I think um Something. Noel Rogers already does that doesn't he well he still does that he yeah 
I was thinking maybe like an Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, like they had they had backup singers, and then they also had backup dancers on the other side of stage. Yeah, when when they did those you know long shot uh, music videos. Yeah, uh, maybe we should bring cages. Oh yeah, I'm all in now. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer for the cage. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, you worked with uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homer on this one, and uh, obviously you couldn't drag you out to the California desert to get inspired by some Joshua trees like he usually does. But, you know, what was he bringing to the table through this production process? Well, he actually did. We actually went out to... The Boilermaker was a song that he did with us, and we we were recording that in January 2019. So we... Oh, then I'll eat my words. I yeah. am absolutely fucked up here. <laughs> So we we weren't in the Joshua Tree. Mike had just done Desert Sessions, though, with him. And that's where Mike saw him in his producer role. We obviously had been touring with Queens of the Stone Age quite a while and got to know those guys. And it, was, but it wasn't until Mike did Desert Sessions um, that I then came over and we did Boilermaker and a song called Space together, which um, we did out in is pink duck studios in california and yeah it's such a great experience he's such a great guy and um and such a great songwriter and producer and kind of got what we were wanting to do and let us just do it and encouraged us and challenged us and yeah it was, it was just a great time was that was Boilermaker the first in the recording process? Was it the first track that you guys worked on on this record, or was it sort of a little later on? Yeah, that was the first one. Um, we didn't know it was going to be the first one. We didn't. It wasn't. It didn't really shape the album. The the other songs came over a year later when we found. I mean, Troubles Coming was one of the big ones that um, kind of was the blueprint of the record, and we're like, oh, we found you know now we've got this idea of um, w- where this could go, I guess, with this sound. And that's why it was the first one released because we were so excited about it when we first heard it. And, um, but yeah, Boilermaker was a year previous to that. That's a whole different, it's a crazy different world to record in too, back in Jan, 2019. <laughs> I know, mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I've got one more, and I would say a very important question uh, before I let you go. But you know, you've 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 brought a bit of 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 French house into the sound, but a bit of French house inspired sound into uh, into the Royal Blood sound now. You know, next album cycle, are we going to see you guys delving into something completely different again? A bit of Limp Biscuit style rap rock. Uh, you know, are we going to see some jazz fusion? What What do you think is probably you know, the the next big thing to come into the sound. Max, anything could happen. We're we'll be going <laughs> going out back on tour and who knows, it could just be an orchestral um myth album, I think. <laughs> I'm all in. I, I think that's that's sold it, mate. I love yeah. it. <laughs> well <laughs> well out the album typhoons it's uh, it's out on april 30 there's uh, some amazing singles streaming now so uh, if you're listening to this jump onto the streaming services and and get into them and ben thanks so much for, for taking the time it's an early morning i know for you so uh thank you for, for you know seeing this ugly mug uh you know first thing of your day it's not ugly it's a pleasure to be here max thank you so much for having me <laughs>